always on the hunt for the latest food trends in Las Vegas, and it looks like it's arrived in a cute small package. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we pop a few cans with tin fish aficionados Chris Wilson and Erica Bell. They not only host popular tinned fish meetups, they give the lowdown on how to navigate this intriguing world of food sustainability and flavor. From sharing tins with fellow fans to collaborations with some of the city's most beloved restaurants, don't hold the anchovies for this one. Here comes a deep dive. It's Thursday, August 3rd. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Chris Wilson and Erica Bell, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you, David. We're excited to be here. Super excited. Thank you. Well, I I came upon both of you in my never-ending quest for new culinary delights, and you guys are at the top of the tinned fish game in Las Vegas. So (laughs) let's just start from the start. Why is tinned fish the new trend in Las Vegas? I feel, this is Chris, I feel like that the biggest reason Tin Fish is having this incredible um, uptick is really during the pandemic, people were, you know, stuck at home, couldn't travel, couldn't barely grocery shop. And I think they had uh, a couple dollars and they were shopping online and trying to find ways to really travel the globe while in their in their living room. And so I do feel like that was the biggest like starting of the turnaround for Tin Fish. I come from Oakland before Vegas. I've been here for three years and in Oakland, it had already kind of started to to make itself shown at bars and restaurants and breweries on the menus. And when I got here, I noticed that I didn't see it anywhere. And so I just really became super excited about sharing my love for tinfish and my personal collection anywhere I would go <laughs> with people like Erica and Emily, who's our other co-founder, Emily Baddock. And, uh, and then we just decided we loved it so much. We just had to grow it into an actual club to get Las Vegas involved. I mean, this is a culinary destination, so we can't be missing out on the tinfish movement. You know, if we're, we're going to talk about little cute fish, they should be in little cute tins with cute designs and stuff like that. For me, it's just like adorable. And it's easy. It's easy to keep in your pantry. I'm wondering, though, are there certain ethnic or regional cultures that embrace tin fish more than we have and we're just kind of catching on? Absolutely. So what you see mostly um, coming in is from Europe. So Spain and Portugal specifically also in the north, Denmark, there's a brand we love called Fanks that's out of Copenhagen. Um, and they're bringing back the fisheries and the canning industry that was thriving and has gone really extinct. So they're bringing that back. But I visited Portugal in March and, and visited some places and that are canning. And it's incredible because there's entire communities that are built up around this. So the men go out to sea and they're fishing. The women, like generations of women, grandmothers, mothers, daughters are cleaning these fish and processing them the day they get back to, to dock and they're tinning them and they're singing in the can- in the canneries. It's just truly the entire community is supported by it. And so if these canneries went out of business, it would really be detrimental. So my goal with my brand is to only sell fish from companies like this that are using artisanal fishing practices and sustainable fishing practices and supporting communities. Yeah. And Chris, you actually have a tinned fish business. So people can buy from you, I guess, on their way to your club meetups or just for their own personal use. You're probably pretty easy to find on the internet. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So my business is called Tinned Fishionado. 
And I always have a setup at our, all of our meetups. So there's always a table of all my shop there that people can buy. You can order online. And then actually, I just started shipping nationally um, yesterday. So now anywhere in the U.S., people can order and, and I'll ship it to them. Fantastic. And, you know, Chris, you did mention, you know, wanting to deal with the canneries that are sort of doing the, the best work out there. And, and I'm wondering, where does tin fish eating fit into the international discussion of sustainability? H- how can a thoughtful tinned fish lover identify the companies most committed to sustainability? Um, so one way is if you see there's a little blue logo with a check mark and it says MSC. And MSC is basically a certification process that fisheries can go through to, to indicate that they are being sustainable in their fishing practices. A lot of companies don't go through that process. It's kind of the same as companies that don't pay to have an organic certification. So it's really through research. I think the best way is to find someone trusted like myself or other people online that are doing the work for you. I always have stories of the canneries on my website for each tin. So, you know, there's places in Portugal that I purchase from like Santa Catarina, and they're literally like growing the vegetables that go in their tins if they have like basil or parsley. They're making the olive oil. They're getting the salt from a local, you know, mineral salt. Um, but all the information is out there and it's easy to do. I think the biggest indicator is generally price point. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think anything in general, a total broad stroke, anything under, you know, $4 a tin is probably going to be something that's been mass fished um, and not traceable. So, and that's, you know, there's exceptions, I'm sure. But I think you want to stay kind of above that and, and then do a little research. If it is something less expensive, do a little research and you can easily find out. You know, not all tinned fish is the same. I mean, most people know tuna as their tinned fish staple, but there's so much more, including all variety of shellfish like mussels and oysters. Uh, Do you find that it's hard to get people interested in the more, let's say, unfamiliar products in a tin? Well, that's the joy of the tinned fish club is we've attracted so many individuals, one being this super awesome guy named Paul he came to a tin fish meetup because he never tried tin fish before. Hmm. And so this was a big introduction to him. I believe it was at Silver Stamp where he first joined up. And he's like, I've never tasted any of these things. And he is a dedicated hardcore fan. He comes to every single one. I think he buys his tickets first, (laughs) um, to be honest with you. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, the comfort level shifts people go tin fish what are you talking about like sardines like sardines and tomato sauce or tuna like what are you guys doing and then we're like no it's cockles it's mussels spicy it's pate it's it's not just anchovies you know and so we really are blessed with the reach and all the education that comes from chris where she curates all these different experiences and we collab and we put the wine together or the beer together or whatever and everybody has really taken to everything we've put out and walks away with a goodie bag or a fan favorite. And then they go and run and do their own thing and create their tin fish pantry at their home. Yeah. And I did show up at the silver stamp where you had a a meetup Uh, for people who are still curious. How would you describe the, the, the meetup, Chris? Uh, What happens at a tin fish club meetup? 
Yeah, so we our very first meetup was at the Silver Stamp, which is our favorite beer bar in the Arts District. And um, Rose and Andrew, who own it, were super gracious. They said, yeah, we'll clear it. Like, we'll reserve the whole back area. Just do whatever you want. And um, so we used breads from, I have a sourdough bread company, 5098 Bread. We used breads from there. And we just spread out all different tins from one producer. Because I wanted to keep it simple and what people could kind of comprehend in terms of what the variety of tinned fish was, since this was an introduction. So I used Fanks, which is that brand out of Copenhagen that I was talking about in Denmark. And um, I just, they have a great range. They have, you know, they have a herring, they have cockles, they have mussels, they have trout, they have sea sprats, which are these tiny, beautiful smoked sardines. And so we just opened all those tins. We always bring the accoutrements. So, you know, we've got butter, sour cream, pickled onions, capers, whatever you might need to have like just a basic intro tasting situation. And we just let people like mix and match their own. And it was amazing because people, you know, at first were a little timid maybe, and then um, just really got into it and had their favorite combinations. So that's how we started. Um, and the response was so great. So we, we immediately like just talked to some of our food friends. We're really lucky. We're all Eric and myself and Emily are all in the food and wine you know world. So we have these amazing connections. And so we just talked to our friends and said like, Hey, you know, would you love to have something at your guys establishment? So our next one was at Yukon pizza. And that was so awesome because they, you know, make the most incredible sourdough pizza and, we partnered, we provided the tins, we came up with the menu with them and they did New Haven clam pie. We had mackerel pate on their focaccia. We had an incredible Caesar salad with anchovy croutons and bocaronis, which are marinated white anchovies that are very pickly. We had those on top. So that was yeah. the second one. And everyone- I saw we... pictures of that one and that was uh, whatever post-dated FOMO was. I mean, I'm just <laughs> like, I got to get in on this. Oh, so good. It was so good. And we really just try to do something different. Every single one is completely different. So- um, you know, we've partnered at Valley Cheese and Wine. So we we did this cheese, natural wine, and tin fish night there where we paired it for people. And so it was this really elevated experience where who thinks, you know, cheese and fish are not supposed to go. But it was incredible and minds were blown. And, you know, we just we really just do something different every single time, depending on who the who the collaborator is going to be. And that's the beauty of it. And I think it's always going to include great food and great wine or great beer. And, you know, I think people are starting to trust us that it's going to be a great time. It's we see a lot of repeat people and new people at the same time. So it's been a blast and it's free to join. So that's the other beauty. Right. Free to join, but you do have uh, free to join the club, but you do have ticketed events that are in a, a range of price point. Yeah. So our very, very first one, well, our tin share was free. So I think, you know, going forward, they'll probably be like $10 just to cover bread and all the other things that go with it. But the tin share that we want to do quarterly, we want people just to be able to, you know, have fun, come bring some tins, it, the entry fee is just one tin. So that's kind of the lowest end. And you just going to meet some friends and pop some tins. So far, the highest one we've done is Valley Cheese and Wine, which was 48. And that covered the cost of, you know, all the natural wine, the cheeses, the tins. And we had a great big spread. We're actually doing a great partnership that's going to be announced next week, but we'll let you in the little secret. It's going to be at Haleo at the Cosmopolitan. Oh, yes. M wait for it. G. I know. We're, Haleo is we're, like, so my excited. absolute favorite tapas uh, of all time. Oh, cool. I agree. Ours too. And when you think of, you know, Spanish culture, like this is it, right? So in tinfish culture. So they actually, you know, reached out and wanted to do this collaboration. We're going to be doing this really fun event with Jose Andres has some tins. I'm going to bring some tins and it's just going to be amazing. So, um, so that one we haven't priced out yet, but it'll probably be on the higher end of things, but yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, but we try to keep it. I mean, we're not trying to make a profit. We're truly just trying to cover costs and make sure whoever we're partnering with, their labor costs are covered. And we just want people to really get into into tinned fish. 
I mean, that really sounds amazing. What would be your dream pairing there? Uh, for me, well, I am obsessed with their pan con tomat. Like it's just bread and tomatoes, but it's so incredible and garlic. So I would love, I'm, you know, I'm meeting with um, the chef to do some tastings uh, coming up here. And I'm really hoping that's included because I would love to see that with either a boccarone or an anchovy on top of that. And I think that's going to be incredible. Um, I have not tried Jose's tins yet, so I'm going to be trying those uh, coming up here. So I'm really excited to use his stuff. And I know he's got some squid and ink. So we'll see. I mean, they're, they're the experts. So I'm going to provide them with beautiful tins and see what they come up with. Yeah. Just hang on for the ride. How about you, Erica? What would be your dream pairing? (laughs) Let's just take a nice big slice of jamon, right? Let's take that jamon and then wrap it around a fish, (laughs) put it on a bread. And just ship that right into my mouth. I think that'd oh, be fun. Nice. Fish <laughs> fish versus pig yes. for the win. That sounds amazing. And Erica, tell me about some hardcore members of the Tin Fish Club. I mean, I saw a guy at Silver Stamp with a fancy case that he opened up in like, you know, Ryan. French door style. It was filled with <laughs> implements and condiments and little candy treats. How deep can you get into this food hobby? Oh my gosh. We have so many like beer nerds and psalms and chefs that show up and and come prepared with a with an offering or something they just really want to share with a group of people, like-minded people. So I love that we fostered that part of this community as well. But there there is a gentleman and he always brings beer that beer or 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 sour beer or cider or something. And it ten- he always seems to bring it. And he's just like, I brought this so we could all taste it together. And yeah. and that's just such a joy, right? Like, um, That's Kevin, I think. That's Kevin. Yeah. And he always ends up chatting up with Chris's parents. And, <laughs> he, you know, he'll make his way back to the table, like our prep table or whatever. And we just have a whole different dialogue. And we geek out about pairings and what tasted great with what. And then really, like, the the bars and restaurants and people we partner with that's been a big fun creative coming together of of people where we really just flex our muscles of things that we're interested in and see what sticks yeah Yeah. and that does sound like so much fun i mean working with a place like haleo or i know you also did one at quarries Mm -hmm. uh totally fun let me ask this as kind of the, the, the wrap-up question. Where would you like to see more tinned fish in the Las Vegas community? I would like to see more tinned fish. Okay, personally, my I would like to see more tinned fish on people's Instagram accounts of what they're eating at home. Like, I know, hmm. sure, like maybe there'll be a tinned fish bar or restaurant or something one day here. But really, I would love to... I would love to see that people are understanding that this is like such an incredible thing to just have at home. If you are having people over, you can make a beautiful board. They call them seafoodery boards. If you want to be a seafoodery instead of charcuterie. Yeah. Yeah, But pass. Okay. But still the concept love (laughs) name need a new one. Okay. (laughs) But I feel like they're shelf stable. You can just pop them open and make a beautiful board. Or like if you're just starving, and you need a lunch. Like if you have a couple pantry items, you have this delicious lunch. That's actually healthy. So I would love to see people actually, understanding that and using it at home to me would i love there to be a tin fish bar or restaurant here totally yes but you know i think it's more about like how are people in- incorporating it into their regular daily life um and making it like a little treat that they have you know at home for me i would like to see tin fish programs 
on the strip and off the strip in bars and restaurants with the little thing at the bottom of the menu that says curated by Tin Fish Club LV oh, or, or Tin Fishinato Chris Wilson. I'm, I'm the GM over at Double Zero Pie and Pub and we're doing a Tin Fish program there. We're cooking it up right now. Chris is going to curate it with, with me and, and the team. So that's that's going to be really fun to see that come to life. But and we're again, we mix up with so many of our chef friends or culinary friends or hospitality friends that our future super bright. And I think that this is a attainable goal. So that's that's my big picture want. Great. Yeah. And, and shout out to Double Zero, the new pizza place over in Chinatown, right yes. on Spring Mountain. So good. Yeah. Well, hey. Chris and Erica, thank you so much for uh, explaining this new culinary trend in Las Vegas here on CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's hear some news. What's going on, Sonia? Well, nature is having a field day in Southern Nevada. Debris from flooding earlier this week shut down the Red Rock Canyon Scenic Drive yesterday. And meanwhile, the York Fire has reached the outermost edges of Clark County, including our newest national monument, Avicome. An official says the recent rains will help some, but that dry fuels can still feed the fires. Also, a landmark bill on psychedelics from this year's legislative session has lost some of its teeth. While the original version passed decriminalized the use of psilocybin, also known as magic mushrooms, the final version signed by Governor Lombardo only creates a working group to study the use of psychedelics and the impact of decriminalization. Nevada's current penalties for possession remain in place, up to four years in prison or $5,000 in fines. That's all for today here on Cast Las Vegas. If you learned something new about tinned fish, give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to this episode. We'll be back tomorrow morning with our Friday News Roundup. Take care. We've done what's called a gilda, which is mm-hmm. a traditional Spanish. That was um, the one. Bite was it? Yes. Yeah. So it's a traditional yeah. Spanish mm-hmm. bite. They they serve you when you're having a cocktail in Spain, and it's um, an anchovy, a an olive, and a papara pepper, which is like a pickled pepper on a toothpick. You just eat the whole thing, and it's yeah. at one time Delicious. like salty and a little spicy and umami, and it's so good. So we love to make With those little, for our, our events. A little gin martini gilda yes. situation. Oh. <laughs>